The Supreme Court has blocked President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. But the question is, was it ethical in the first place to have this plan in place? We're going to talk about that today on the left wing. My name is Desmond Price, the host of the Independent Thought Podcast. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Dr. Erica of Cocktails and Capitalism and John Cooper of Counterpoint Politics. So I want to talk about what happened with the Supreme Court striking down President Biden's student loan forgiveness. I'm going to read a little bit about out of this article from Reuters, which talks about the decision and goes into kind of the details that went into the Supreme Court making the decision that they made. So the Supreme Court blocked Biden's student loan forgiveness. This happened about a week ago. Uh, Reuters is play, calling it a painful defeat, blocking his plan to cancel $430 billion in student loan debt. We're going to make note of that number in a little bit here. A move that had been intended to benefit up to 43 million Americans and fulfill a campaign promise. The Democratic president denounced the 6-3 decision, powered by the court's conservative and written by Chief Justice John Roberts, and announced fresh steps to provide relief for student loan borrowers using a different path, which we will get to here momentarily. Now, the Chief Justice derided Biden administration's argument that the loan forgiveness program, a move linked to a national emergency arising from the COVID-19 pandemic, was merely a modification of an existing program and noted that such broad action would require clear congressional approval. Now, he went on to say, quote, from a few narrowly delineated situations specified by Congress, the secretary has expanded forgiveness to nearly every borrower in the country. The court's three liberal justices dissented and the court acted on its final day of ruling in the term that began in October. The ruling invoked uh, the major questions doctrine, a muscular judicial approach that gives judges broad discretion to invalidate executive agency actions of vast economic and political significance, unless Congress clearly authorized them in legislation, which we'll get to again in a second. The conservative justices previously used this doctrine to invalidate other of Biden's policies, including pandemic era and eviction protections from residential renters and his COVID-19 vaccination or testing mandate for large businesses. Now, one of the things to know about this plan was that under the plan, this plan would have forgiven up to $10,000 in federal student debt for Americans making under 125,000 who obtained loans to pay for college and other post-secondary education and 20,000 for recipients of Pell Grants to students from lower income families. The administration said that the plan was authorized under the 2003 federal law called the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students Act or the HEROES Act which let the education secretary waive or modify student financial assistance during war on national emergencies or during a war or national emergencies. So President Biden, basically immediately after this decision did in fact come down, went with the secretary of education and announced that there is now a new plan, a second plan in place to continue to try to provide relief for everyone in America who does have student loans. Here's the video of Biden talking about that. First, I'm announcing today a new path consistent with today's ruling to provide student debt relief to as many borrowers as possible, as quickly as possible. We will ground this new approach in a different law than my original plan, the so-called Higher Education Act. That, I, that will allow Secretary Cardona, who's with me today, to compromise, waive, or release loans under certain circumstances. This new path is legally sound. It's going to take longer, but in my view, it's the best path that remains to providing for as many borrowers as possible with debt relief. I've directed my team to move as quickly as possible under the law. 
So, question for those who might not be aware, what is the Higher Education Act? Well, we're going to talk about that right here uh, out of this article from CBS. President Lyndon Johnson in 1965 signed the Higher Education Act into law saying higher education is no longer a luxury, but a necessity. Hmm, figure that in 1965. Uh, the Higher Education Act has been reauthorized nine times since then, the last one being in 2002. Now, the Higher Education Act allows the Secretary of Education to compromise, waive, or release federal student loans. Student debt relief has been provided to borrowers who are disabled, employed as teachers, or who could not complete an educational program because their institution of higher education closed, according to a report uh, by the Congressional Research Service. However, this act must go through a negotiated rulemaking to make changes to administrative regulations, a process that could take a year or longer. Now, one of the criticisms that I had throughout this entire process, which I'm going to expand on a little bit, I think, here in a moment after everyone gets a chance to kind of speak on this, was that he should have gone this direction from the beginning. But nevertheless, here we are now, President Biden using the Higher Education Act to go forward with this. But as we've seen throughout the course of the last year plus, since Biden kind of announced this last year, conservative reaction has been very negative to the student loan forgiveness plan, saying, well, like, hey, these people took out these loans. They should be able to, they should be forced to pay them back. Biden's just trying to pay for his uh, for his constituents in order to like boost his popularity. Like this is not ethical. We shouldn't be doing this. And that is the question I want to ask us right now. Like, is it actually ethical to be forgiving these loans, these loans that people took out and that they should have to repay? Is is that, is that, is it ethical to forgive them? Or what do you guys think? I'll, I'll answer that question in a moment, but I do want to address the Biden angle because I think it is an intriguing angle and an important one why didn't he just do this first? Well, when he decided to use the HEROES Act, I was out there criticizing him for not using the Higher Education Act because it seemed like he wanted to just get defeated. Like, it seemed like he wanted to promise this and be like, oh, well, I tried, guys. Um, the Supreme Court wouldn't let me. Boo-hoo. Clearly, that wasn't the case because he came in... Like, this was a prepared political maneuver. So... To me, there's two ways to read it. There's either he, A, um, and this is the optimistic view. He wanted to get the conservatives cards out on the table. He wanted to get the opinion of the court put into plain view so that he could build a, a policy that specifically fought against it. Um, that would be the very generous interpretation. The other interpretation is just looking at the clock here and going, Okay, so it's going to take about a year to do this. And oh, my goodness, it's going to be right there when we're hitting the 2024 election. Wouldn't mm, wouldn't it be crazy if he, if he ran on, hey, in order to complete this process, uh, you need to elect me president. I think that's probably the more likely scenario. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, if you guys have any thoughts on that, go ahead and jump in and then then I'll answer the, your, your other question, Desmond. I mean, I think that I mean, that's basically my interpretation of this, that he's kind of kicking the can down the road, uh, basically buying time till the election. Like, I, it seems like he was prepared to have this struck down and that he was immediately going to pivot to this other strategy. But that others, this other strategy with the Higher Education Act is, it seems from the little I've heard about it, just as likely to be struck down 
as this this one. So is he just making making it look like he's trying to fulfill this promise without the actual um, you know, belief that it's going to be fulfilled at any point, that he can actually just wait until he's elected next um, and run, use this as a, a bargaining chip with the American public and get elected and then maybe not even have to do anything about it. I mean, that's, I don't know what his, um, the financial uh, incentives for him personally would be in this case and what kinds of connections he has with, with big moneyed interests in this case. But uh yeah, it just it doesn't. I I hope that I'm wrong, and I hope that he's just um, he's trying his goddamn hardest to try to get this through in any possible way. And I I maintain a tiny bit of hope that that might be the case. <laughs> I think the difference between this authorization and the Heroes Act is that the Heroes Act was directly tied to there being a national emergency, to which Biden kind of undercuts that philosophy by ending the pandemic national emergency just a month prior at the time that we that we were talking about the end of title 42. So you can't at the same time claim there was a national emergency while also or saying there's no national emergency while saying you're using a national emergency to go ahead and authorize this. So it it did seem like he was essentially kind of like undercutting his own idea there with trying to go after this loan forgiveness with the HEROES Act, all the while knowing that he was going to end the COVID-19 kind of like national um, emergency. So this authorization through the Higher Education Act is clear as day. It, it really does. It says definitively that the Secretary of Education has the ability to waive any federal debt that it has, which is to the tune of around 92% of all, of all student loans in America are held by the federal government. This is also something that's been in place, again, since 1965. So the entire time that Biden has actually been in Washington. So the fact that he would try to use a weaker protection in the first place kind of makes me lean more towards the conspiracy tinfoil hat ideas that, you know, like John was also kind of like saying about like, oh, well, probably doing this to maybe kick the can down a little bit to hopefully like have it be like a good message for 2024. I'm kind of of that same mindset because why else would you have gone this route? I mean, it seemed to work pretty well right before the midterms. So why not do it again? Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I really do think that this is kind of Biden angling to do something that's a little more politically advantageous for himself. Uh, but also, there's a good chance that he might also be letting this process play out a little bit longer because he doesn't actually want it to be enforced at all. The Deck Collective, a organization who has been relentlessly talking about this issue for years now, recently came out and said that they believe that Biden saying that this process is going to take too long will actually give time for more lawsuits to come down, for more congressional like uh, blocks to come down, and that the best way in order to have this go forward, to have this go through, is in fact to be expeditious about it. So, you know, the, the time will kind of tell, really. But, you know, again, I think going back to the first question I asked, though, like, is this ethical? Should student loans be forgiven? Is it the right thing to do in a general sense? So I think that there's, you know, it depends on what your definition of ethical is, what your definition of morality is. However, what is I your think definition? That, so I think mm-hmm. that my, I think that morality, like what is ethical, what is right, what is moral shouldn't be used to determine government policy because we all have different definitions of what that is. And I don't believe in objective morality. And I look at what is the correct thing to do. 
and what is most beneficial. And currently we have a society where the what should be the most productive engine of our country, people between the ages of 24 and 45, 50, whatever you want to necessarily call it, but like that prime family starting, business starting generation, and especially the ones who are educated, who are more likely to be able to start businesses, can't because we have these loan debts, the trillions of dollars of loan debt that is just hampering down an entire generation of people and causing us to not spend as much, not consume as much, which creates less demand for goods and services, which creates less jobs, which has a vicious cycle effect on the entire economy. And so that is bad and something that needs to be corrected. And if we just let this bubble continue to build, well, we've all seen what happens when a massive multi-trillion dollar bubble bursts, and that needs to be fucking addressed. Is it the right thing to do to address in a way where we forgive the loans? And I know that there are a lot of conservatives like, oh, you decided to sign up for those loans. It's your fault. To which I say, one, they were a fucking kid. When I decided to go to school, I was 15 years old. You know, I don't have student loans, by the way. I don't have a dog in this fight. So, like, don't accuse me of just trying to get money for myself. But, like, I was 15 years old when I made that decision. Uh, most people are that. Like, you would never... if. If you, if our government designed a system in which it required teenagers to make financial decisions in the scale of having a mortgage on a home and having that be the basis fundamental engine of social mobility in this country, that's a stupid fucking system. And the people who deserve to take responsibility for the problems that that system created are the idiots who created it in the first place because there never should have been student loans they're never like the, the reason we made student loans is to give access to higher education to people who couldn't previously afford it but you know how else we could have fucking done that by just having free college and like, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> if you think it's wrong for someone to not be able to attend college because their parents aren't rich enough and they can't do anything about it then you should also think it's wrong to saddle those people with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debt you can't think one is wrong and one is right so like to, to me i think that's like the the basis of this who's at fault here it's not the fucking 15 year old who listened to their guidance counselors and teachers growing up it's the fucking government that told them that that's what they needed to do their entire lives mm -hmm. yeah i mean and just thinking of these loan payments starting up again and you know, how so many people that will be paying them are already paying so much because of inflation and because of greedflation. They're already, you know, their resources are already spread so thin. And now they're going to have to be spending, you know, hundreds of extra dollars each month on this stuff. Like, I don't think it's unjust to forgive student loans. I think it's unjust to have a system in which people to get an education becomes so saddled with debt that they it affects their lives for decades and decades and decades and some of them never even get to pay it all off you know that's mm -hmm. an absurd way to uh, educate your society doesn't make sense it's it's not efficient it it puts all the responsibility um for paying for that education on the individual and you know and if if they aren't wealthy individuals then they're screwed by that decision for so long so i think yeah we're we're 
these debates are like, I feel like we're so stuck in the past, even with this issue. Um, it was it was going to be a tiny thing to forgive even that much of student loans. You, you know, like I was very happy about it that Biden was trying to get that done if he was genuinely trying to get that done. Um, but that was always going to be a small drop in the bucket for these people who hold this debt. Um, you know, for some of them, it would have been huge, but that's the the injustice here needs to be addressed at such a bigger scale that, um, yeah, even saying something like student loan forgiveness is immoral it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't um, check out for me at all. We, we, I think I'm going to bring this up in about 50% of our episodes and we're going to do it every week, the kernel of truth that becomes a lie. And the kernel of truth here is that, that, that people connect with is you got a student, you got a college degree. I didn't, why should I pay for your college degree? That makes sense as an argument, you know, just on its face makes it seems like a sensible, reasonable argument, right? No. The pro, no, it, oh, but, okay. it, I, it, if you look deeper into it, no, it doesn't. And I'm about to do that. But like just on its face, it's like, okay, that's a, that's a question that deserves to be asked. Yeah. Why, why should he pay for this other guy's college degree if he didn't receive it? And the reason, the answer to that question is people going to college benefits you. How the fuck are you going to get doctors if no one goes to college? You know, if only rich people can afford to go to college, you know, what, where does that leave our society? You know, do you do you want America to be a meritocracy? And most people would answer yes to that question. You know, most people, especially on the right, yeah. would answer yes. We want America to be a meritocracy. Well, tell me, how do you create a meritocracy if one of the best avenues for advancement of your career, of your income um, is to go to college? Even I, I know there's a lot of, you know, how, how valuable is it anymore? But like, no, it still is to this day a significant increase in your income, right? And in order for America to be a meritocracy, that opportunity needs to be available to everyone. But if it's only available to people who happen to randomly born be born into rich families, then it's not a meritocracy. They're starting, you know, 50 feet ahead in this race. You know, they're, they're starting significantly ahead. And the people who are going to college aren't the people who deserve it the most, aren't the best students. Like we were just arguing with the, you know, affirmative action. Why should a, you know, a better Asian student not go because we needed a worse black student to, to, to fill a quota? Well, why should a better poor family student not go because we needed, yeah. because a rich person family could pay more for it? That doesn't make any sense. These people who are enriching their educations are making themselves more productive members of our society who are going to be able to benefit our economy more, which is going to benefit you more. You know, it, we all work together. You don't get paid just your salary completely independent of everyone else. You get paid your salary because there's a lot of demand for your services or your goods that you're making. And you know what creates demand? People who are Getting more income creates more demand. And how do people get more income? Because they went to college and they, they increase the, their, their earnings. They don't have to all, pay for student loans. <laughs> all, all they don't have to pay for student loans. All of these things are connected. And to treat it like this hyper-individualist viewpoint doesn't make any sense because that's not how an economy actually works. Um, and, and so that's the fundamental question you have to ask, not why should I pay for your shit? It's why should you have to pay for this shit when it benefits all of us? You would think there is there is actually a couple points that I do want to make that I heard some conservatives make that I, I do want to give some light to because I do think mm -hmm. that there is some there is some valid, you know, critiques being leveled here, which is one, 
if you go ahead and you put through this this forgiveness plan, what happens next? Because college is still super expensive. I think the college industrial industry, is what I'm calling them, has been bloating their costs decades, you know, for decades now. It's getting more and more expensive for no particular reason. And college is becoming more and more unaffordable. And if we're not addressing that simultaneously, it does create a vacuum where you're just gonna have the same amount of student loan debt probably like five years from now that you're canceling out right now. So that is a problem. I will, you know, I just want to put that out there. That is a major problem. So I think that this, like other things we've talked about, you can't just address this by itself. It can't just be we're forgiving these student loans. Now let's move on. It's like, no, we should probably be making colleges free at the same time, as you were saying, John, because if you don't, we're going to be right back in the same position just a decade from now. So I want to say that while I'm an advocate for this student loan forgiveness, I don't think that it's a cure-all. I don't think that we're just going to say that this whole problem is gone now. And I also don't think $10,000, $20,000 is enough. When Biden was on the campaign trail, he said that he would guarantee $10,000 worth of student loan relief. There were others like Elizabeth Warren who were out there saying that we should have $50,000. In fact, they even echoed that sentiment again last year, even with uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, which was surprised to see him on that board as well. Uh, Bernie Sanders coming out and saying canceling all student debt to which people are saying, why should we be canceling the debt of people like doctors and lawyers, to which I just want to naturally reply to that. If someone is wealthy or well off, they don't have student loans. They don't have them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> They don't have them. Those people never had them in the first place. They were able to pay for their college right up front. Why, why would you want to have any barrier to entry for there being more fucking doctors? Like, I, it doesn't make sense. I, I will and say doctors- this. Aren't oh, that I'm... rich? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, depending on the doctor, your, your general practitioners. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they don't, and which oh, we need them the most, mm-hmm. have the least amount of them. Yeah. So I, I will give that point to them. But the one thing that I will say is that this, it, it feels like, and I, I guess, you know, John is the, you know, sports analogy slash like, let's figure out what metaphor he's going to throw at us this week, you know, <laughs> person on the, on the show. And I'm going to be the hypocrisy police. And the hypocrisy to me <laughs> is just out of control with this one. As you've probably seen before, people talk about PPP loans. You've seen it now. Said mentioned earlier yeah. in this conversation that 430 billion is the price tag of the amount of like loans that would be forgiven for this. At the same time, 757 billion dollars in PPP loans were forgiven. They were forgiven. Have you heard anyone going absolutely bananas about that? No, but I think the more staggering figure is finding out that of the $757 billion in PPP loans that were forgiven, that was out of 790 that were allotted. So they were almost all forgiven. Almost all of them. Wow. Wow. And that was over a course of one year. It, where is the outrage? Where is Ted Cruz jumping off the top deck, you know, like yelling about that into the winds? Like, where's Marjorie Taylor Greene? Probably nowhere because she was one of the people who had her PPP loans forgiven. So it's it's absolutely just complete nonsense to me that time and time again, the ideology from the right is if poor people, people who are struggling, get any kind of relief, we have to put a stop to that. But if anybody else who is of a wealthy situation in life, the people who need the least amount of help, we need to be going out of our way to give them tax cuts, to make sure they don't get any new taxes, to make sure that their loans forgiven. 
it, you, you can't convince me that this is even an ethical conversation to begin with. This is just about taking people who are already struggling and making sure that they continue to struggle. Again, just my opinion. Well, Desmond, I mean, the the so the argument, first of all, you're completely right. It's dumb to forgive student loans, but not institute a free program for college. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. And I will yeah. side I will stand with the conservatives who are saying that and go, yeah, I agree. That's the dumbest thing we can do, because you're just taking water out of the boat that is currently sinking <laughs> and you'll just fill up in like another 10 years. But the there's your metaphor. The, but the the, <laughs> the the answer to your question here, you know, what why isn't why aren't people viewing this as hypocritical? The argument that I hear is that, oh, well, the businesses, they knew that these loans would be forgiven when they agreed to the terms. When the students agreed to the terms, no, they, they didn't. didn't they knew they wouldn't be forgiven. Like, so, like, like they're totally different things. Right, but that's like, the business of a loan, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, no, it's no, a, no. a loan. It wasn't a grant. They were loans. Like, it's like there's yeah, a but, but they knew. Like when, when when we instituted the PPP loans, we knew that they would a lot of them would be forgiven. Like this was upfront about it. like the government was upfront about this. Which like th this is another example where like yeah no like that got, kind of does make sense. But then you go but like that doesn't answer the question of should student like do you think student loans should be forgiven like i don't think you should have to do something just because you agreed to it when you were 15 and you're fucking 30 now like I, I i don't think that that is true and so when when i look at this i'm just like well why is it that these loans weren't forgivable then why didn't we make it because it's not my fault that the only option for me to go to college was uh, tuition that's hundreds of thousands of dollars that's the government's fault when when these student loans started it was much smaller. It wasn't that big a deal. But because of the student loans, the government-backed student loans, and not providing any sort of competition to the private sector on this, it just allowed the private sector schools to just inflate and inflate and inflate and inflate. They didn't do it by like hiring more professors or you know adding too much more technology. It's mostly just administrators, you know, yeah. in, in what these cost increases are, and. Yeah. So we didn't even have the same options that the boomers did, you know, decades ago. It wasn't our fault. You know, we were given this choice, this only choice. And we were given it to us when we were teenagers. And we had the government whose job it was, who we were told this, this government official, this guidance counselor, their job is to give me advice on what I should do with my life. And they're telling me, I should take out that incredibly large loan that it's the government's fault that it was that big to begin with. And like, what the fuck? You know, you cannot argue to me that that makes any fucking sense because it's it's a predatory God. Any under any other yeah. definition, yeah. it would be considered a predatory goddamn loan. And it, it mm -hmm. blows my mind that anyone would possibly argue otherwise. Yeah, no, the, the predatory part of it is definitely something that I, I'll echo with you, John, because I know so many, I live in a college town. You know, I, I live in a college town here. There's a lot of people here who went to the University of Montana. And, you know, the, I think the secret, well, not the secret here, but the, the information that's left out of this conversation all too often is the fact that a lot of people go to college and they don't finish. Now, when you sign up for student loans, for instance, you have to go through that fast application, on that application, it tells you the graduation rate of your university. And I remember when I went to the University wow. of Montana, it tells you right then and there that the graduation rate for that university that I was going to, a state school here in my in you know in my city, was forty three percent. That was the graduation what? rate. What the fuck? 
43%. And I thought that that might be really low. And then I found out that that's actually pretty average for state schools around the country. And so the idea that a bunch of people with college degrees are out here with all this college debt, a lot of these people don't have degrees. And so they took on these loans, figuring that they had to do so in order to get anywhere in society. Because again, we have too many jobs that require degrees, if we're also being honest about it. That might be a separate conversation for another day. You know, but I, I just I, I could not agree more. This is a predatory system. It needs to change. Interest rates are too high. At a very least, they could find a way to like take off the interest of these loans. That would be a great thing for them to do. They could allow people to declare bankruptcy, which Joe Biden was also had a hand in and preventing that from happening back in 2006. Also a great conversation for another day. So you, you can't discharge these loans through bankruptcy. They have crazy high inflation rates. I mean, you might have these loans without even having a degree. The whole you thing- You can't discharge these loans through death, Desmond. <laughs> the whole situation is absolutely disgusting. And for those who are arguing that seven, 16 and 17 year olds should have had the, the foresight to know what they were getting into- it just it feels like again people are advocating for trying to take people who are already struggling and just keep them down in the dirt and it's something that i'm just never going to get on board with oh but i had the foresight to not do it when i was you you also had the foresight <laughs> to do some dumb shit i'm sure like you got yeah. lucky that this wasn't the dumb shit you did like, like, like don't act like you were a fucking enlightened genius at 16 17 <laughs> year old because you're <laughs> lying but to, to something that you just mentioned desmond which i think I don't have empirical evidence for this, but I'm sure that it exists. If anyone knows off the top of their head, like a study, please drop in the comments so I can look it up. But I know anecdotally, everyone I know who didn't graduate college, it wasn't because they were out partying too much and they failed. It wasn't because they just couldn't hack it in college. It was because they couldn't didn't have parents like I did who could afford to help them with food, who could afford to help them with rent, who could afford to help yes. them with, all, with textbooks and all these things. They had to work another job and they just didn't have the time to study appropriately. They ended up working part-time and going to a, a community college or whatever. And that's why they didn't graduate from my university. I had several of them. And I'm sure everyone else who went to college has friends who are like that. You know, and so it isn't even that, even what you're saying, because I can already hear them suddenly me like, well, if you couldn't graduate, well, that's on you. No, yeah. it's not. It's not it, like, like in a lot of these cases, it's because they didn't have the support that I did, not because they were smarter or yeah. harder working than me. You know, and it, the yeah. fact that some people can't acknowledge that just blows my mind. I mean, I just anecdotally in college, I was studying my ass off, but I was also trying to work as a waitress. And I just found that I could not do both. And if I was relying on that waitressing job, to support myself entirely, if that was the only source of money that I had there, I would have dropped out of school and focused on my waitressing job. That that would have been the only option, literally. Um, but I I want to kind of tie things back a little bit um, to what what we we're saying about this being predatory, um, and talk <laughs> just bring up this another John Mulaney bit uh, where he's talking about student loans and how he he went into a uh, liberal arts college and you know studied literature and it was you know basically knowing that he wasn't going to make any money but how he talks about how kind of predatory that was for him to sign up that young um and then have to pay all this money going forward but the part that really really got me in that was the fact that he says like immediately after he graduates the college is calling him up nonstop and saying hey you, you know you just graduated can right. you give us some money 
immediately, immediately. And that's because this is a fucking thoroughly predatory system that, you know, relies on uh, young people making stupid decisions to continue to fuel this, uh, you know, economic um, educational model. Um, and it's, it's predatory from all these different angles. It's, and the fact that, you know, kids that have money, um, you know, they are then able to give money and then ensure that their next generation of children goes to that same school. Mm -hmm. That's all part of this whole predatory system that we're talking about.